Welcome in live from the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington. This is Camel Call Live. We have a very special show for you tonight. Lyndall Suggs will be with us later in the show for our Campbell Athletics update. But also tonight we will visit with head softball coach Trina Prater and football's assistant head coach Stephen Williams. We'll talk a little softball and football, of course, with both of them. But we are also going to talk about DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, something that Campbell Athletics has made a priority. And these two are some of the individuals that are really helping it become more than just words. So to start that discussion, we welcome in Stephen Williams, currently our assistant head football coach. He played cornerback for Harvard from 2004 to 2007. He currently holds the school record for career and single season interceptions, 16 and 8. He was also named a All-American his senior year, and he came to Campbell from the Detroit Lions where he worked as a defensive quality control coach from 2015 to 2019. So there's a lot to talk about, first about in your past, Coach Williams, and tell me about how you know, you know that city of Detroit so well, how jazzed are they that they have a, uh, a football team now that that's in the mix after all those years of not being in the mix, unfortunately? They, they, they love it. The, the city of Detroit is a fantastic sports city, and you see the success. You have the Red Wings and the Pistons and the Tigers, but, you know, there's something about the Lions, you know, Ford Field, what the family means to the city, you know, and by virtue of what that team means to the city. And they've had some great players, and they've gotten close but never seemed able to get over the hump. And now, you know, Coach, Coach Campbell has a thing rolling. And um, it's great to see. It's great to see from afar. You know, you had some – no part of the success now, but you were part of that family for a time, and so you want to see them do well. Still guys on that team that um, I coached uh, in my time there, and glad to see them have success, and it's enjoyable. This is something to tune into every Sunday. I, I know by watching you guys day in and day out, the grind as a college coach mm -hmm. is something. How is the NFL grind different than the college grind? Um, where your emphasis is put. Right, a lot of our time as college coaches is, is put into the off the field um, aspects of our players' lives, right? You know, making sure they're going to class, making sure and we'll talk about, you know, before going into community, they're involved in that sense. Um, so some, you know, the time is about the same, depending on what program and what organization you're a part of, but it's just where you're, where you're placing your emphasis there. It's, it's, it's all football all the time, which is, which is awesome. I learned so much football just because of how much time we put in in my, in my years in Detroit. And um, it's made me a much better coach now. But I love being here at this level where, you know, two of my, my players are, are over there eating, you know, and I get to, to catch up and see how they're doing with life, right? Um, you have some of that in the NFL, but it's a different level here uh, at, the college, at the college game. And I wouldn't trade that for the world. Speaking of the college game, you are a Harvard man, literally uh, on the football field. Mm -hmm. Some that from aren't up there don't realize that Harvard, along with an academic reputation, has an unbelievable athletic reputation, Absolutely. an unbelievable football rep reputation, Absolutely. too. Tell me how you get yourself all the way up to, uh, up to Cambridge and, and what that experience was like. I have, a, I have an amazing mother, an amazing grandmother who, um, you know, made sure academics was the first and foremost priority, whatever we did. You know, I, I, if I got a 94, they were like, what happened to the other six points, that type of deal. And, um, you know, Harvard recruits, recruits nationally. They look for the, the best and brightest. That's what they do. Harvard, Ivy League, just obviously for academic requirements. And then, you know, just the, the, the young men that they want in their football programs and, and um, young women in other sports as, as well. Um, and, 
you know, I was blessed that uh, one day coach was in, was actually at a, a different school, you know, in the city. And um, I had a former coach who was over there, Coach Glenn McClay. Thank you for everything. I'll never forget you. Um, and he said, you need to go check out, you know, Steve Williams over here at Taft High School. One day, um, Coach John Butler came down, you know, we saw some film, got to meet him, you know, see how your season goes, keep your grades up. And, you know, the rest is history. It was the, it was the best thing, one of the best things that ever happened to me. Uh, an amazing, amazing four-year journey uh, that truly changed the arc of my life. You know, I, it, it's, it's been, it was unparalleled, and I love it. Um, evidently, or obviously, the academics at Harvard, the, 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 the best in the world, they don't just, oh, you're a football player, we'll go easy on you. That, no, is, not, that, no. that, that is not even in the, in the DNA there. What was it like, the, the academic rigors of, of, of one of the best schools in the world? Truly student-athlete, student-first. Right, and that's you know first and foremost. And there was no well, you had a game or you had a practice, and so on and so forth. You, you got <laughs> your work done. And, and yeah. what it did was it really forced you to to figure out who you were as a young man or a young woman if you're playing sports up there. Um, and it, a lot of reading, a lot of writing, a lot of problem sets. Um, but that much structure, you know, I, I came to find out that much structure off the field helped me on the field. You know, if I can prioritize what I need to do as a student. You know, it made the game easy. So now the meetings in football, you know, are easy. Digesting the playbook gets easier. Um, just really focus you and sharpen you, and then you, and you, you develop a fortitude, essentially. I, I can survive this. I can, I can do this academically. I know I can do what needs to be done on the field. And, you know, preparing you for life, right? Because like you said, even if you play professionally, whatever your sport is, that's going to that's gonna end. It's all finite. What is the next step? And when you leave there, you feel like you're ready for whatever. I'm ready for the world, right? So um, lots and lots of work, lots of long nights. I definitely did um, some papers on the road, <laughs> uh, did some studying, you know, <laughs> yeah. on, on trips like that, um, you know, on road trips. And, you know, you're in the hotel on Friday night, you're, you know, knocking out a paper before, you know, try to get some rest and go play on Saturday. Um, but it really teaches you time management, which has just helped me in my professional life, you know, my personal life now as an adult, <laughs> as a husband with kids and trying to manage everything. All that has played into it. Uh, just an amazing, amazing um, career that you had in college. Of course, we talked about the pros, and now uh, you, you put in a good half a decade here um, mm -hmm. with the Campbell Fighting Camels. This year, mm -hmm. four and four in the CAA. It's the best record in the CAA for a first-year CAA team in, in over a decade. When you look at the CNA, CAA, the four and four record, the right. arc uh, uh, of this team. You got to be proud of what this team has accomplished. We, we are proud, and, and you know, people talk about moral victories and things of that nature, but you know, that, that isn't the case. We we won four games in CAA. CAA is one of the most competitive um, conferences in all of FCS football, and week in and week out, you're playing a good team. You can look at the playoffs right now. The teams that we're playing against, that we battled against, are battling in the playoffs. Yeah, the national four level. CAA teams made it. Two are still alive in the quarterfinals. Exactly, and. Um, so what it does is show us, you know, in our first year, you know, moving to this conference, um, we can compete, and, you know, we, we, we are proud of that. We're also, there's some disappointment in the fact that we know we left some things on the table. We know where we could have been better. We know how we can improve. But we also put people on notice, I think, that, hey, you know, we're somebody to be taken seriously. We're not just coming in here and we're going to win one or two games and, you know, you get an easy dub when you're playing the Camels. No, we're going to come and fight. 
Um, we're going to, you know, have high effort and be intense. We're going to put good product on the field. And we're only going to continue to improve, you know, now that we have been in now getting a feel, a true feel for the landscape that is the CAA. Absolutely. And, and by the way, the, 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 to tell you how hard the league is, one of the teams that, that you battled with uh, in the CAA is going FBS in a couple of years. Right. And, and, and the schedule gets easier for you. Last year I told people – Liberty's next two games are Oregon in the Fiesta Bowl and Campbell Labor Day weekend That's up it. in up That's in Lynchburg. It. That's so. it. Can't wait. Can't wait. You getting guys ready, have yeah. Getting ready for the Flames already. Yep. Right? Nothing like a nothing like a cream puff non-conference schedule. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. It, it's great to talk some football um, a, as we have uh, throughout the year. But but coach, you have been a a big part since you have been here about DEI diversity equity inclusion yes, it's more than just a, a a buzzword here at campbell for for those that don't know they hear about it you think you know it what is dei dei right and, and like you said it's more than a buzzword it has become thanks to you know first and foremost you know our president dr creed athletic director hannah baysmore in a way that we live a way of life right diversity equity inclusion it's not just boxes that we're checking off what it is is you know it's awareness it's education it's engagement for our staff on campus, our student athletes on campus, and then making sure we can engage with the community at large, right? Like, we're in Harnett County, and we love Harnett County, and we want Harnett County to love us. And, you know, it's surprising. You, if we, I live in Lewington. You know, I live just down the street, and you're talking to people, and they don't understand maybe all that's going on at the university, right? So that's a, a, a thing where we're, guys, we need to get engaged. We need to get locked in so people know that what we're doing Right, not just us coming out and showing up or coming to the games, but you know, actually being a part of this community that we love. Because, like I said, we do. I live here. I enjoy being in Harney County. I love being in Lillington. You know, and my family's being raised here. And if it's important enough for me, you know, to be able to raise my family here, well, then you know, I need to be able to show my players that. I need to be able to show the community who we are and what we're doing outside of off the field. The off the field stuff takes care of itself. You know, I tell our, our players all the time. You know, it's bigger than ball. Football will take care of itself, but we need to be aware of what's going on in the community and community with us. We need to, you know, educate ourselves on the things that are happening here, you know, and in North Carolina at large and then where we live in this country and whatnot. And, um, you know, let people know what we're doing as well. When you let people know what you are doing, what are some of the DEI core values? What are the things that, that you really want people, right. people to know? What we want to do, we're really big on the inclusion part where that everybody – is welcome. Not only is everybody welcome, everybody is celebrated. Everybody's appreciated, you know, and not in a sense of, of, of again, buzzwords and over color. No, we want to respect that everybody is different. Everybody does come from a different walk of life. Everybody's a different story, right? But if you take the time to get to know each other on a personal level, to know people's stories, to celebrate people's stories, you realize, all right, yes, you're different, but in what senses? And not in the important things that matter. Um, and, and that's what we like to do. You know, my co-chair who decided she uh, did not want to speak, Brooke Brown, has done a great job of making sure that we are educating the social media sense that the world at large gets to see what's happening, right? And, um, and how important that is, like that everybody is welcome at Campbell University, right? There's a perception of what Campbell University is if you've never been there, you know, if you've never experienced So it's a PWI, a primary, uh, primarily white institution, where people think that, you know, they're not welcome. No, everybody's welcome. You know, from the top down, whoever you are, if you're, if you're involved in Camel Athletics, you're welcome and you're celebrated, right? We're going to make sure you do the same for everybody else as well, that it is a home. 
right? This community is not just a word. You know, family is not just a word. It's something that we truly embrace. It's something that we want to teach to, again, our staff, our student athletes, and get the people that, you know, come to see us on game day on Saturday involved and know who we are and what we're doing as well. What are some of the things that, 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 that you, our student athletes, and the DEI c committee, what, what are some of the things that, that they're doing, implementation of these initiatives? Right, 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 right. So we, um, we started um, this fall, you know, uh, Camel Days, bringing people on campus, you know, students, giving tours of what college is like. Before you have to go on the official college tour, I mean, starting young, like kids, come see what all involved being a student athlete. Right, do the camel walk, come watch the camel walk, you know, see the volleyball game, see the football game, right? And at the same time, where you have these fun experiences, getting the education as well, um, of seeing different faces, faces that look like you, places, uh, people that come from where you come from, um, getting our kids, our student athletes in the community. You know, I, I do a lot of work myself and um, CJ Smith, the former player of the football team, who's now working on his graduate degree of getting the football team out of the community, um, mentoring, right? My son's been alone in Shawtown, you know, and I have um, players there. They're mentoring kids, kids who, who need to be able to look at somebody that looks like them, who may not have that in the home, who may be able to say, okay, I can go to college. <laughs> you know, you came from the same place I did. Now, look at you. I want to be that. And how can I achieve that? And our players being able to give back in the sense of, of you know, each one, reach one, teach one. Right? Like, this is how I got here. You can do the same things. Um, you know, just came from, I was telling you earlier, we just came from a, a toy drive working with the uh, Harnett County Veterans uh, Association, Veteran Services, and, and just, again, our guys, our players, taking their time, you know, to be out there and then actually donating, you know, gifts, new gifts, spending their money, which your college kids, they don't have a bunch, but it's important to be like, whatever bit I can do, I will. You know, we want to make sure that we're, yes, we are entertainment, you know, for uh, student athletes and, you know, and putting these games on for community, but that we're more than that as well. We want to be involved in the everyday life. You know, we want to see that, again, it is bigger than ball. There's more, that this is something that is attainable and achievable and that for anybody who wants to, who wants to be able to put that work and we learn and we show them. How do you gauge when you're looking at the impact that our student athletes, you coaches have mm -hmm. on, uh, on our local kids? What do you see? The easiest way, actually, and I tell my guys all the time is, you know, I look at my players' faces when they're out in the community, and you start to realize how much fun they're having. 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, all these new years, 24, 25, how <laughs> old they <laughs> yeah, are. Right. And I tell them, like, guys, get out there. Sometimes, ah, coach, I'm busy. I got, you know, school. I got this. We got practice. And I can look at their face and see how much fun they're having and that enjoyment, right? And, and that is just a reflection of the work they put in and what they, you know, the kids that we're impacting are seeing. Um, when you run into families just in your day-to-day -day life, oh, hey, coach, they don't recognize me. I'm not the face of Campbell football, right? They recognize me from being at the school, you know, um, seeing kids at games and being able to develop these relationships and build these relationships, having our players continue to go out to schools even after, you know, what we ask, after our event, you know, going to the Boys and Girls Club again, I want to go do this, going to the food pantry. That's when you start to see when these relationships start to build, you know, outside of the structure that we put it in, when they're organic and on their own, you start to notice that, you know, Campbell loves getting out in the community, community loves, you know, coming to Campbell. We love engaging in, in those things, building and thriving, you know. What we really want to do is make sure this is a continual thing, right? Again, we don't want to hit buzzwords. We're not checking, you know, boxes off or anything of that nature. We're, we're trying to build something, something that's sustainable, whether I'm here or not. 
you know, once our players graduate, you know, the, the incoming people realize this is just what we do. This is who Camel University is. And it's truly one camel. It doesn't matter if it's softball. It doesn't matter if it's social media. It doesn't matter if it's football. It doesn't matter if it's basketball, volleyball, whoever it is. Everyone's involved in this Harnett County community. You have been uh, a part of these initiatives since the very beginning. Why is it important to you? Why is it something that you've said, hey, we're not only going to do this, we're going to get the whole athletic department, we're going to have to get the whole school involved in it. Right. Um, it's important because of, you know, some of my upbringing, right? You know, I, I grew up in a, a small white town in Ohio, and I knew what it felt like to be excluded at times. I knew what it felt like to not see anybody that looked like me. I knew what it felt like to not feel a part of a community. And it's a feeling I don't want anybody to have, right? And so as I've gotten older, gotten to school, high school and college, I knew it was like to be out there and be involved in the impact that it had. Again, not so much on the people that I was reaching out to, but on me. Um, and I knew how that felt. I knew how it bettered me as an individual, uh, being involved, giving back. You know, I knew how it bettered my teams I've been a part of how more, more cohesive we got when we got involved, things of that nature. And so wanted to be able to, this affected me in a positive way. Right? I've, I've got nowhere on my own. I've had a lot of help from a lot of people in the community reaching back to me and bringing me along. And I want to be able to do that for others. And I want to impart that on our student athletes currently. Like, hey, man, look, it's when you look back on your time at Campbell, you'll remember the games, you know, you really will. But what you truly remember are the relationships and the people that you impacted. And this is a huge way to be able to do that. Um, it's personal. Uh, obviously, it's the life I've lived. It's the life I'm always going to live. It's the life my kids are going to live. And I want to be able to, to, you know, show them the example and show our players the example and let them have that same feeling as well as they, you know, grow up and move on outside of their college years. Others that are, as we have this uh, podcast on live now, and it'll go uh, out over all of our outlets later. Maybe those are listening that are like, okay, I'm, I'm not a student athlete. I'm, I'm not a coach. I'm, I'm not a part of the athletic department. I am a part of this community. What can you do to help the community and, and help be, be a part of this and, and make things better? Right. So, again, it's, it's the same thing we talk about. It's, it's one Campbell. It's not one Campbell football. It's not one Campbell softball. It's not one Campbell sports. It's one Campbell. And, um, you know, the post that went out, you know, on social media was from Go Camels. That's just, that's Go Camels. Yeah. Not, not, not <laughs> a specific sporting thing, it's Go Camels, right? And understand that we're all, again, in this walk and this experience, we're all in that together, right? Not, not based off of sport, not based off of, of, you know, your player or your coach. You're just a part of this community, the community that we call Camel, and so where we are in Harnett County, anybody wants to get involved. Like, like I said, we had the, the toy drive. Anybody can donate. Anybody can come give their time. It takes no effort. You want to be a part of, um, you know, a mentoring program, great. You know, all I need to know is who you are. Let's check your ID. Make sure you pass the background check, and we'll get you out there. You know, we want everybody involved because it truly is one camel. That is something that's, um, that's extremely important. It's going to make all of us, again, not just as an athletic department, but as a university and a community better. Coach, you are, are doing so much to make to, to make this community better and uh, and to make this athletic department better, and you're a pretty busy guy. Your <laughs> other job is being a, a the, the assistant head football coach mm -hmm. here at Campbell, the transfer portal. I mm -hmm. think today it was official. It's funny because people have been posting for about for about three weeks around right, the country. Today right, is right. the only official day. 
Talk about how that has figured in to your recruiting, which, again, you're in these high schools. Mm -hmm. You have been visiting places. There's state championship games. But now you have this other, le this other level as well. What are these two weeks like before signing? You know, it's, it, it is a change. And whether you agree with it, disagree with it, like it, don't like it, it's something that is happening. It's happening. Um, for us, Campbell football, it's all about finding the best individuals, first and foremost, that are going to be able to come in and help this program. They're going to be able to hold and maintain the standard that Coach Minner has set for this program, right? The football will take care of itself. We get that piece. The football will take care of itself. You know, so people in the portal, you know, we can see you're a good player. You know, high school, we see you're a good player. But it's all about, all right, building these connections, relationships, finding the guys that are going to fit what we're trying to put forward. Um, and, that, and that takes work. You know, it can't be just a quick, all right, you're in the portal, come on, complete. That's not going to work. That won't be sustainable. Everything is all about being sustainable and fitting the people uh, in place that align with the vision for us. And it's, it's, it's simple. It's, it's a literal written out standard that we have, right, for our football program. And, you know, Coach Damian Adams, you know, local legend and longtime member <laughs> of, uh, of the coach staff has a very simple diagram, draws a line. Either you're above it or you're below it. Yeah. You know, you're above it, you're, you're good with us. You're good with us because, you know, it's like the saying of, of, of where you are, one place is where you are everywhere, right? If you're just a solid individual, solid young man, be it coming out of high school, be it coming from another school, you know, you have attitude and effort, you know. You're tough, you're smart, physical, fast, you know. You can do all those things and hold our standard, you can play at Campbell University. And we're going to find those individuals, you know, the best players we can. Obviously, we still want to go on and win games. But I do truly believe that the standard is the standard. And if you hold that, maintain that, the rest will take care of itself. So, you know, we're not, we're not in the arms race. You know, a lot of people see um, this guy jumped in the portal. And this guy's getting NIL money and this, this much. Pain. We're not doing all that. We're finding the best players for this program for this university. Because, again, it is one camel and it affects all of us. You know, we tell our guys, like you said, you're a representative of yourself, right, your family, you know, your position group, your side of the ball, your team, but also this university and this community. And so everybody we bring has to align with that. He is Coach Stephen Williams. He's been to a toy drive and the transfer portal all in, all one, in day. one day. Thank you for all you do, sir. I appreciate you. Man. All right, when we come back after the break. We're going to talk more DEI and some softball as we come back. This is Camel Cole Live from the county seat in downtown Lillington. Welcome back live to the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington. This is Camel Call Live. We will be back next Monday from 6.30 to 7.30. It is a full hour of wrestling. Then we'll take a, a month off for the holiday break and come back every other Monday in the uh, January through May as uh, we'll have a complete schedule of everything. So you can uh, come and join us live here on Camel Call Live Mondays from 6.30 to 7.30. Special show tonight, Lyndall Suggs will be with us a little later in the show to talk uh, everything Campbell Athletics and what's going on uh, a big couple of weeks from Campbell Athletics. But we're talking DEI, diversity, equity, 
inclusion. A lot has been going on at Campbell because of this. And joining me now is Megan Hill, the assistant softball coach. In her first year at the helm, she helped lead Campbell to a regular season and tournament title with a 42 an 18 record that included wins over NC State and Purdue and a win in the NCAA tournament. And, Clo and Coach Hill, we'll start right there. You have had a while to let sink in all that happened last year. You've already had fall ball with a with entirely different roster and everything, but when you think back to last season, what, what sticks out for you? Uh, it was a whirlwind for us. Um, I, I don't think it's still fully sunken in. Um, you know, you hope to have a long season. Uh, you hope your season ends, you know, in June. Um, but for us, uh, it ended in the, in the regional, and, you know, we went right into recruiting, and I don't really feel like I've had a chance to catch my breath yet, but <laughs> um, that led us right into fall ball. So I've, I've just, you know, kept the nose to the grindstone. For softball, you guys uh, have such a long season, but a lot of people not, might not realize you, you, you play a lot of games, you play a lot of tournaments in the fall. So you've had a chance to, to see this roster, see the team that's going to be out there playing for Campbell uh, this February in the spring. W what did you learn about your team in, in fall ball? Uh, I learned that we are much more resilient than we think we are. Um, I think there were a lot of things in the fall that happened that brought them closer together. Um, I'm looking forward to the spring, honestly. Well, looking forward to the spring, the, the thing that jumped out on me, Coach, uh, when you see, I knew a little bit about the schedule, but you are not, much like the football team, putting some, no pun intended, some, some, some softballs up there for you in the non-conference season. You, you start the year down in Conway, South Carolina. You got Syracuse and Coastal Carolina. Then you come right back the next weekend at an NC State tournament, which is NC State and UConn. And then at your own Campbell Stampede, you invite Winthrop in. And then old Michigan State comes in before you go to UNC and take on Rutgers out of the Big Ten and North Carolina. The gauntlet of that non-conference schedule, again, you guys get to pick your schedule in the non-conference. Why did you put up so many tournaments with so many Power Five teams? Uh, we understand the challenge that the CAA brings. Uh, we're, we're testing our team as soon as we... Uh we come back in, in January and getting into the season in February. Um, make no bones about it. We, we want to prepare them for the gala that is the CAA, and we are taking that very seriously. How is the CAA different? What are we going to see from this conference that maybe we didn't see from the Big South? You're going to see a lot more travel. So we'll, we'll leave on Thursdays now, and we'll play three-game series um, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's just going to be a different road field for them. So for, for us, it's important that not only do we up the ante on the softball side, but you know, making sure that mentally and physically they can handle the test. Okay, the three games in three days, this has been a change in the CAA and a lot of other, um, a lot of other softball conferences across the nation, an NCAA thing that the CAA, um, they adopted. What are the advantages of it? The advantages of having three games in three days, it saves your pitching staff, um, it gives you an opportunity to make adjustments instead of Having 30 minutes to make adjustments, you get an entire evening to make adjustments. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's preparing you to play the gauntlet that is postseason. Uh, it is the most like uh, baseball that we can get, right? We want to give our guys the best opportunity to be as fresh as possible. So this is a, a welcome change. Um, you now have been at Campbell over a year. You are recruiting constantly, as you said. You talked about it. Now that you've gotten here, 
you, you know what this place is, you, you know what this place can give. When you're out talking to recruits, whether it's in the transfer portal or in high school, what are you telling them about Campbell University and your program? It's a hidden gem. It's a special place, and all we're trying to do is get you on campus to prove that to you. And that's what it takes. I hear that from every coach. If you can get somebody on campus, they're probably going to sign. Yes. Uh, I feel like our administration sets us up for success. Um, us being directly in control, Ms. Wanda being directly in control of us, uh, having a legend at, at the helm, so to speak, over our program. Um, we don't take that lightly, and, and we love using her as a resource to, to just tell everybody how special Campbell really is. Well, Wanda Watkins, of course, many people didn't realize, along with her storied basketball career, became the basketball coach here the court is named after her was a, a softball player and a coach um, what, what a resource to one of the best people we have on campus absolutely and and again we don't take that lightly we try to have her around our kids as much as possible um, just having her hand in the program is very special to us uh, you just like coach Williams for football do so much you're always recruiting you're always coaching you're always practicing but it has been important to you to coach Prater to really the entire uh, softball coaching staff to, to grab a hold of, uh, of DEI. Why is DEI important to you? It's important because uh, we foster, especially on our team, a very, very diverse roster, right? We want everybody to be included. We want everybody to be celebrated. Um, I'm gonna echo the same sentiments that Coach Williams had. Like, it's just important to us that everybody matters. And with everybody, Mannard, how, how do you and your team really, really implement these DEI initiatives? Uh, we make it our mission to highlight the people on our roster that fit into the, you know, to the history months that, that come up. Uh, we just recently had Native American um, History Month or Indigenous People History Month, and we, have, we actually have an Indigenous person on our team. So um, having her on our team and being able to speak about what it means to represent that community uh, it's really important to us. I, I think it's really interesting, and, and of course, Brooke Brown ha has been such an amazing part of that, our director of, of creative. And, and again, I think this is where the unintended ignorance has, has even permeated, you, you know, someone like me. I, I didn't realize there was an Indigenous Peoples Month or, or what month it, it was with all of these different heritage months that we have. I think a lot of people hear DEI and think, okay, it's a, it's a Black History Month thing. But it is so much more, it's, it is so much more than that. That's a big part of it. But, but it's really something that, as you say, celebrates all people. And, and it's the education part of it as well. Correct. Um, so it's not just, it's making sure that we get what people want to be referred to correctly, how they want to be remembered correctly, all the things that are important to the individual cultures, all the way down to people with disabilities. Right, like the language that they want to use, is it person first language or is it disability first language? Like, you know, whatever the specifics are, we want to make sure that we get those things right. Why is it so important to get all these things right? Because every, every person matters, simply. Bottom line. Absolutely. How have you noticed with this push here at Campbell and, and kind of moving into these spaces and doing things that, that we've never done before, what, what kind of impact ha have they had on the team and the individual student athletes? It gives us an opportunity to, to learn more about our team just, you know, as, as people first. Um, it gives them a platform to, to voice what's important to them. And um, honestly, it has brought our entire team and our entire program closer. Has it really? It, 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 it really in, has. In what ways have you, have you seen it? Well, just, just not knowing, right, how somebody identifies. Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, referenced the Indigenous Person Month. Um, you don't know until you ask. 
and we didn't know until we asked, like, who wants to be represented by this month, and who wants to be rep and then we had somebody raise their hand, and we said, okay, tell us more about that. Like, what, why is that, you know, something that you want to, number one, be known, and why is it important to you? So, um, we found out a lot more things just by having conversations and opening up those doors and making it a safe place for people to be who, exactly who they are. Let me ask you, of the, you, you all have done so much already um, in, this, uh, in this committee, in DEI. Tell us a little bit about it, what, what you guys do kind of month to month, week to week, not only with the committee and then getting that out to the athletic department and the university. We try to be really, really thoughtful about how we approach um, every Heritage Month or every day or whatever it is that's coming up on our schedule. So we try to plan well in advance so that it's not something that's just thrown together and that um, the people that are incorporated in that group, they understand and they know that we care about it and we want you know, our, our university community to also care about it as well. When you think about where this committee could go into the future, and again, you have done so much already, really starting, um, starting from scratch, um, what would you like to see Campbell do with, with DEI in the future? I would just like it to continue, right? The, the mission is that it's not something that's just cool and hit now, but that it's something that brings value and uh, people see Campbell and, they, and they, they know that they can be appreciated and celebrated here. And, and that's one of the problems, right? I, I, I think sometimes DEI gets hung on it. Well, you're doing this because this is what's quote unquote right in the culture, but, but you're really showing that this is something that it's about an individual, it's about a, a group of people. It's not just a buzzword that, that Campbell is doing to check off a box. I would say that uh, the softball program here at Campbell um, it's, there's no secret, our staff is very diverse. Um, our team is very diverse, and diversity is something to be celebrated. Um, the journey, right, again, having Miss Wanda Watkins uh, be a li liaison to our staff, right, somebody who has come through and seen how far women's athletics has gone, right, that's, that's the equity part that she's trying to still uh, today fight those battles. So we take our job very, very seriously with uh, our involvement in DEI. Well, and, and, and that's a great point that you made because, you know, at the base of this still is the ways that women's athletics still have to go. Again, you know, Campbell is a place that has, that has celebrated things, but there, there is still somewhere to go for, for the women to get equal in that, and that's part of the equality. It, it's not just a race thing, it's, it's a sexist thing as well, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you can look at the, uh, the 2020, or I can't remember if it's 2020, 2021 NCAA tournament, uh, the disparities between the men's tournament and the women's tournament, and then you see one year later that the NCAA rectify that, right? So it is important that we talk about those things. It is important that we make these things known, these inequities. It is important that we get the history and the facts correct. Hey, your team doing so much uh, uh, off, the, off the diamond. We'll go back to on the diamond. Believe it or not, I know this will scare you a little bit, but just in, uh, just in two months, we're going to see <laughs> Campbell softball on the diamond. Of course, three straight regular season and three straight tournament titles, the, the best run in the history of, of Campbell softball. February 9th is going to come around pretty quick. When we see you all play for the first time, what are we going to notice about your roster? What are we going to notice about your team that was very good last year? What's going to be, what's going to stick out this year? Well, number one, there's more of us this year, <laughs> right? Uh, number two, we're bigger, we're stronger, we're faster. 
So uh, we're, we're, gonna, we're looking forward to putting a more exciting brand of softball out. If we can be more exciting and more dynamic than we were, um, I think this team is going to provide that. Taking on a lot of Power Fives. We are. You beat a lot of Power Fives last year. We did. <laughs> we can't wait to see you. February 9th at George Washington, of course, you and the entire team will be, uh, will be back out here um, in January and or February. We'll have complete information for you on GoCamels.com. Thank you so much that you do for this committee and the, uh, and the university and the softball team. We appreciate you pitching and literally pinch hitting, learning that you were going to be on about two minutes ago. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. All right, Lyndall Suggs coming up after the break. We're going to talk everything Campbell Athletics. This is Camel Call Live from the county seat in downtown Lillington. Welcome back to Camel Call Live from the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington. If you haven't already, we invite you to join the rebooted Fighting Camel Club. The Fighting Camel Club empowers student-athletes to lead with purpose on and off the field. Donations to the FCC have helped fund facility enhancements, health and wellness improvements, career and professional development, recruiting and retaining coaches, and more. Memberships begin at $100, and you can get exclusive merchandise and access to exclusive opportunities, head to GoCamels.com and hit the Give button. Joining us um, now is uh, Lyndall Suggs, broadcaster, creative, a little bit of everything in the athletic department. He has his hands in on it. And we'll start with men's basketball. That was your last broadcast yep. as you were um, over the weekend in uh, the broadcast, Campbell taking on a non-Division One team, mm -hmm. but a great performance as up and down the roster, everybody really contributed, uh, including a true freshman that's been really, really popular and really has been improving as this year has gone on. Yeah, Colby had a great game, and I think one of the important things, and, and like me and, and Jay talked about on the broadcast, is Campbell does have several non-Division One uh, opponents on the schedule, but I think that is a good thing for Campbell um, because they only returned 35% of their scoring from last year, and 80% of that 35 is Anthony DeLorso, if we're going to yep. tell the truth. <laughs> yeah. And so right now, Campbell is, is not far off from where they need to be. It just looks a little bit ugly right now, and that's the God-honest truth. Um, they, they're, they're a top three team defensively in the CAA, Chris. They only allow 30, uh, I think it's 64.8 points per yep. game. So they're great defensively. The struggle is offensively, and it's just trying to find out again. It's a, it's a different kind of system that the guys are trying to learn, and we're just trying to figure out who is the number two uh, pri uh, secondary option for scoring after Del Orso. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you hit it right on the head. Kit Campbell losing five of their top six scores, yeah. and, and their one score scored a whole bunch of points in Anthony Del Orso. As me and you have talked about before, this is a team that has a lot of good pieces. Yeah. I mean, they, they brought in some guys that, that I think can really help them. It's just having them gel together, and I agree with you. Usually you'd say, hey, Let's play some more Division One competition. And, and Campbell has played a very tough schedule, but I think the fact that they're coming up um, with more 
non-D1 opponents as they can really kind of figure out what's going to happen. they got a tough one coming up on Wednesday. Yeah. This Wednesday they'll be at Davidson. That is a tough game. You go there to uh, – you get paid to, to – to try to <laughs> to try to win and yeah. if you and, and if you lose you end up putting on a check but then Campbell will be home for three before Christmas Pfeiffer on December 12th at seven St. Augs on December 14th at seven and then they will play Morgan State on Monday December 18th so so three chances to see to see Campbell play and again this is an entertaining brand of basketball yeah. this team plays consistently above the rim more yeah. than I've seen the last uh, five or six years really it's since Chris Clemens. Yeah, honestly, and, and the, the thing that I like about this team is that we have several people that have the ability to play above the rim. Kind of before it was Chris, and then it kind of went away a little bit. Then it was death by two on the layup. And now you've got guys like Mason Grant that can jump out of the gym. You've got Elijah Walsh who can make that jump. Delhi can make the jump if he wants to make it. So you, you have the ability to get the play above the rim. And kind of what Campbell is starting to figure out now is that if we get out in transition instead of slowing things down, we can get those plays. And that's what we saw this Saturday. Campbell women's basketball, uh, I, I tell you, you haven't had a chance to see them very much at home. They've only played two home games. They will only play two more before the second week of January. But, folks, if you haven't been out to see this team, again, a consistently very good team, top of the conference Ronnie Fisher might have the best team since he's been here. They are 5-2 and two overall. Their two losses have come to Power 5 teams, one to a Virginia team that they led into the third quarter yeah. at Virginia and won this last weekend at UCF, a Big 12 team who they were .9 seconds away from beating UCF down in Orlando. They held the Knights to 42, and it was another incredible game. You, you feel for them because they've been so close for signature wins, but my goodness, what a really, really good team. Well, when you think about it and, and you look at the schedule, you go five and two. The two losses are the, the losses that you are, quote, unquote, supposed to have. So this is probably the best outcome. Now, of course, you would love to be seven and oh, but realistically, five and two is the best outcome that you would like to have. But when I talked to Coach Fisher on opening night when they we're getting ready to take on NC Wesleyan. He said, and this is just the truth, this is the deepest team I've ever had. This is the fastest team I've ever had. And this is probably the best group of players put together that I have ever had. And that is more than likely thanks to an injury to Shai Tooley last year. Yep. If Shai Tooley doesn't get hurt, we might not, uh, Christabella Zuma might not get as much development as she did. And Andrew Fuller might not get as much development as she did. And so open at night when I'm sitting with Coach Watkins, we're watching the game and these girls put up 108 or, or 101 on NC Wesley, and we're looking at each other. We're going, this is an exciting brand of basketball that this team's going to play uh, this year. Yeah, and, and this is a team that's averaging nearly 70 points per game. Ronnie Fisher's team is consistently in the top 25 in the entire nation yeah. in, in defense, and so one of the missing parts have been, man, if they could only score 60 points a yeah. game, they would win a lot of games, and, and as we're seeing, they are – they are going to win a lot of games. So I, I invite you to come on over. It'll be tomorrow night, Tuesday night. Campbell will take on NC Central. They have an education day, 11.30 a.m. game for the, for the students on December 14th. And they won't be back home till they open CAA home play on January 12th. But this is a really, really entertaining team to watch. Speaking of entertaining, Campbell Wrestling continues to roll. They had their best 
finish ever individually as a team at the Cliff Keen Las Vegas Invitational over the weekend. This is one of the premier early season tournaments, and they just continue to roll. They will finally be home on December 19th. Clear your calendars. It's a Tuesday, but there will be four other teams in to Campbell's Gore Arena starting at 1 o'clock. North Dakota State and then Power 5 squad Stanford and Purdue. It's going to be on UFC Fight Pass. You can come and see it at, at Gore Arena. Tickets at GoCamels.com. But, boy, this is a very good wrestling program that seems to have some very good wrestlers again this year. Yeah, when Coach Sintes took kind of took over, he had already inherited a program that was doing pretty well. And so it takes a lot, kind of like we see with Coach Prater in softball, to take over a program and keep the momentum. And so that's kind of what he has done at this point. But the wrestlers are putting on an exciting brand of wrestling that is great to watch. When you see a guy like Tegadi Ali that immediately locks up with the opponent and you're like, I think he could win this. We're talking about yep. guys that are in the same weight class, but they're, they're going to Power 5. They might have been recruited higher than he was. And so you're looking at it and you go, well, he might have a chance against some guys that they might have not given him a chance with before. And then all the other guys, Shannon, Hannah, these guys, they, they, they're doing what has yet to be done, and that's put Campbell on the map as a brand of wrestling. Yeah, and Gadi Ali, the heavyweight that really is not heavy for, for, for a heavyweight. Yeah. He's on the lower win there. He finished in third place again at one of the premier tournaments in the entire country. Dom Zaccone was fourth place at 133, and Austin Murphy placed six. Campbell coming into last weekend had uh, five wrestlers in the top 25 in the nation. So you'll finally get a chance to see them at home with a whole day of wrestling on December 19th. It'll be the third time they'll be on UFC Fight Pass as they have played in a hangar uh, yeah. at a military base. Yeah. They've been in a barn in Wyoming. None of these <laughs> things are exaggerations, and they'll finally be back home at Gore Arena. But that'll be exciting. Gore Arena will be on UFC Fight Pass for the, uh, for the first time in program history. Uh, that's coming up on the 19th. Track and field, yep. the season that never ends, and that's a good thing. <laughs> you have been uh, embedded with the track and field team for the, for, for the past year, of course, sensational finish at the at the NCAA tournament. Dorcas Inouye and um, Chastity Pickett uh, becoming All-Americans. Chastity Pickett finishing third uh, in the entire nation. She is back. So is a lot of very yeah. good runners and throwers as the indoor season starts in January. Practice starts now. What can you tell us about uh, about this track team and what we're going to be getting ready for this winter and spring? So, it, it, like you said, it's the season that never ends, right? These guys go, or these guys and girls, they go all the way into July, into the beginning, and they really only have August off. And if you make it all the way to the Olympics is coming up this year. So that is the goal. If Gosh, you make yeah. it past <laughs> the Olympic trials, you go to the Olympics and then you come back and three weeks and then cross country season Well, look, and, and when we talk about it, Chastity Pickett could be in the Olympic yeah. trials this yeah. year. C C Campbell's, Campbell's hurdler and runner. I mean, she really is that elite, again, finishing third in the entire nation outdoor last and year. And she has a chip on her shoulder now. Chad and I talked personally, so I know that her feeling of having failed at the at the uh, USA Open last year, it didn't sit well with her falling on that final hurdle and when she was doing well. So that kind of thing sticks with her. But now we go into indoor season. And the deal is you take everything you learned in outdoor season, 
and you throw it away until the spring because this is an entirely different ball game. Any track coach will tell you indoor season is entirely different from the outdoor season just because of the shorter track. And talking with Coach Givens earlier in the, in the year, he believes firmly not only does he have uh, he believes firmly in his team, but not only does he have the guys and girls to get him to the national championship, he believes that they can do it. And if you know Coach, anything other than what he expects, if it doesn't happen, it's a disappointment. So I, I can fully get behind that fact. Um, and it's going to be tough because you jump from an outdoor, you go from the conference championship to regionals to nationals. And indoor, you jump from the conference championship, which is in New York this year, and then you jump all the way to nationals. Yeah. And if for those that don't know about track and field, it's not like any team where you have to win your conference to get to the postseason. Each, any individual person can make it to the postseason on their own. So it counts kind of for conference play, for team play if yep. you want it. But I, I, and this is just my personal feeling, I haven't talked to Coach about it, but I believe that he is gunning for a top five finish in the nation, and I'll tell you why. North Carolina A&T last year were the runner-up indoor champions, and they are also in the CAA. Yeah. And they brought to outdoor nationals the same amount of people that we brought to outdoor nationals. So in coaches' mind, by the law of, of <laughs> whatever it equals, um, they can do that and we can do the same. And, of course, he believes in his athletes. And they, they hit the portal hard to get guys and girls from Alabama that came over, uh, a guy from High Point that came over, and they hit the, the freshman class hard. And obviously you have those athletes that go up. But unlike any other, any other program or any other sport, rather, in athletics, track and field is about the coaching. And you go to a program specifically because of the coach, not because they have the best facilities, not because they have locker rooms, not because they, they, they have this reputation. You go because of the connections that you make with the coach. And Coach Givens has done an excellent job of making connections with his guys and girls so that they want to show up and run for it. Yeah, he certainly has in the, uh, no pun intended, the indoor season just goes by fast yeah. it starts january 12th at the clemson invite it's always exciting because campbell's running in the big ones they'll go to south carolina back to clemson to liberty to arkansas and then as you said the caa indoor conference championship in new york city yeah uh which is one of the many exciting things about um uh, about being being in this conference again for for those that that, that don't know ncant has Olympians yeah. on, on their rosters, and, and Campbell might have an Olympian too. And before we say goodbye, I'm going to brag on you a little bit, Lindell, uh -oh. for the second straight year. You're getting a scholarship from the uh, Black Play-by-Play -play Foundation, yeah. which, uh, which uh, just was announced today. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. He is Lindell Suggs. You'll see him all over everything on all of our social medias at Go Camels and, of course, on uh, Flow Sports and beyond. I'm Chris Amire saying so long. We'll be back next Monday, 630 to 7.30. It'll be all about wrestling here at the county seat. This has been Camel Call Live from the county seat in downtown Lillington.